Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. So this also highlights the fact that if we put our faith in somebody other than Jesus, you can tell that we idolize or make them make them an idol where if somebody points out something they did that was wrong, we get really offended. And it's just like, Oh, that, that can't be true. Like we can't, that is a, and it's, it's like, Oh, you're being judgmental of that person. Like, no, I'm just stating facts. Like what you just said, isn't attacking faith, isn't attacking Jesus because David did some crazy things in the Bible and Paul did some things that were horrible. That's not you putting judgment on the Bible, that's stating facts and actually hope in our future that we can make, we can mess up, but there's hope for us. There's redemption. There's opportunities for redemption for us. That's there not is. a judgment statement. And that's, that is, that is a good point. There was, oppor- no, you're great, man. This is a good conversation. There was opportunity for redemption for David. I'm glad you brought up David because I think David's a good example of the thesis that we're proposing, which is the rules are aimed at our flourishing. Like David David sent his army to war, like King David in the Old Testament, sent his army to war. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, but back in that time, he should have gone, he should have actually been on the front lines. It's not like how war is today. He would have been on the front lines with his army in battle, but he chose to stay back. And as he was staying back, he ended up having an affair with a lady close to, I mean, in his proximity one of his best friends and ended up killing her husband. Right. Well, all of that at face value, most people would say, well, that's not good. You know? (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, I hope so. And we would speak of it in terms of sin and we would say, you know, well, he, he offended God and so on and so forth. And all of that might be true, but look at just look at if the rules are aimed at our flourishing, look at what happens with David because of those choices. He ends up having this huge familial, his family, like his son, his son turns against him, trying to kill him. He goes through all of this pain, right? Both relationally and so on. So it's like, not only was it quote unquote sinful, but it led to a lot of pain that if he wouldn't have engaged in those behaviors, he may have not had to go through that pain. So it's almost as if God's not just saying, hey, just don't do this because it's bad. It's, hey, don't do this because you're going to ruin your life or you're going to cause yourself a ton of pain. The consequences are going to hurt you. The consequences are going to hurt you, man. And it's like, you know, one, like, I just don't, I don't want you to experience that pain. But if you're going to do it, That's your choice, but it's going to lead to a lot of pain. You're going to hurt people and people, and you're going to be hurt. It's like, for example, I mean, he definitely hurt people. He literally had Bathsheba's husband (laughs) murdered. Uriah (laughs) was on purpose. So he definitely caused people pain, but he also experienced a lot of pain. And so it's like, sometimes when we think about rules, we're like, oh man, like we got to, we got, we got to follow the rule. We focus on the rules. The rules are a means to relationship. The rules are a means to human flourishing. The rules are a means to be close to Jesus. When we don't follow the rules, ultimately, we're just, we are, we are welcoming unnecessary pain and suffering into our lives. Yeah. And that, oh man, that brings up the whole idea. It's like, so why, 
this is what makes following Jesus very unique. It's because he is the one guy that lays out a type of life where the rules do not separate in such a way that it's like there's good and bad people. It's there's bad people in Jesus. And so there's bad people who know Jesus and bad people who don't know Jesus. And so that is an encouragement for those of us who do follow him to show people who don't know him this way towards who Jesus is. It's a way, it's like rules that are like, let's fling the doors open. It's a welcoming, hospitable way of life. Because if I know if you, if I can get my friends who don't believe in Jesus to start following the practices and um, values that he laid out, their lives will improve. That's, that's the crazy. Whereas like if anybody else, any other, any other like club people group saying like, this is the way to live. They will always say, this is the way to live. And everybody else is wrong. We need to, we need to make sure that we're safe. Whereas with Jesus and us following who he is in this Christian community, it's like, this is the way, way to live. And we want to have as many people come in as possible, which means we welcome in people who don't agree with us. That is, that is very different way of looking at things. So it's, it, it calls into a question like, how do I know how I'm doing? How do I know if I'm living this judgmental way or if I'm being curious or not? Do I want to be safe by isolating myself and pushing people away? Or do I want to be safe by welcoming people into this way of life? What, which one, which one do I naturally go to? That's good. I think I, I really like what you said, and, and I don't say this to, to necessarily argue or push back, but one thing I do think is really important to, to separate with what you said, because I would have said almost exactly how you said it, except with one caveat. I th- like when you said we're all bad people, I think how I would say it now is we're all imperfect people. Yeah. Why, why would you separate it? Because I think, I think in religious context, especially in kind of our reformed theological context, which if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> we talk a lot about total depravity and bad, and we're all bad and we're all sinful. And on, in one instance, that might be true, but, but I don't think that's helpful anymore as, as much as I used to. Like God created us in his image and he called us good. Okay. And I think because of sin, because of, rebel because we have the opportunity to rebel against God's way. It's not that we are bad people. It's that we're imperfect people because I don't think it's so, I don't think it's spiritually and psychologically healthy for us all to just be going around like, Oh, we're just all bad. We're just all bad people. It's like, no, we are deeply loved and pursued by God, by the creator of the universe. God made us in his image and he called us good. And so it's not that we're bad people. It's that we are imperfect people, and because we live with these imperfections, we have these longings for the perfect thing. We have these longings and desires and yearnings for something better than where we are. And I think that is what leads us towards the ultimate thing, which is Christ. And so, I'm not trying to just parse apart small things, but I do think that's significant because I don't think we're bad. I don't think we're bad. I think we're imperfect. And I think Jesus is the perfect one. Yeah, I, man, I think I, I probably would have disagreed with you. I, I, I would go so far as I think I think you and I would both have disagreed with what you just said maybe five, six years ago. Oh, I would have. Yeah, 
I would have. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five in our conversation. We'll see you then.